What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Love Food Podcast is brought to you in partnership with my PCOS and Food Peace course. Finally, free yourself from endless PCOS fatigue, frustration, shame, and guilt. For PCOS sufferers who are tired of ineffective diets and unhelpful advice, join me on a PCOS and Food Peace journey that will change your life forever. Grab all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 227 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. If you're new to the Love Food Podcast, welcome. This is a podcast where Listeners, just like you, send in a letter addressed to food. We read through the letter and then me and sometimes a guest sift through the letter, explore different options, and then at the end, food writes back. And this episode starts one of four that is going to be taking a deep dive into the nuance of intuitive eating, like the long haul, how to continue to do your own intuitive eating work. And who is a really good guest to have on when you're doing this kind of exploration? Well, one of the co-authors of Intuiting A Course, I am so excited that you get to hear from Evelyn Triboli, of course, one of the co-authors of Intuitive Eating. And the letter that you're going to hear today is from someone who at a very early age, I think it was at age eight, started to learn about dieting and being smaller and all that from their parents. And as they connected with intuitive eating as an adult, they did a 10-week intuitive eating course and really dove deep into studying it, but is feeling really stuck in this kind of chaotic cycle. Have you experienced that cycle? That cycle of trying to eat less, maybe try to just eat according to hunger and fullness, and then feeling like you keep rebelling or eating past fullness or eating when your body says it doesn't want to, but not able to like make it kind of work in a way where it feels like you're moving forward. 
I know for many people that I've talked to, they say that feels like they're not doing intuitive eating right, or it's failing for them. I want you to know that you can do intuitive eating too, and Evelyn wants to know, wants you to know that as well. So I can't wait for you to hear this um, exploration because I think you're going to find it really, really helpful. But before we get to this episode's letter and get to hear from Evelyn Triboli, a word from our sponsor. This episode of A Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Jennifer McGurk's Pursuing Private Practice Resources for Dietitians Who Are Anti-Diet. If you're a dietitian, and I know there are many dietitians listening who have their own complicated relationship with food or help people with a complicated relationship with food, but if you are one of those dietitians and you are thinking about starting your own business because you just don't want to have to work under the confines of the weight-centric health system that you're working for, or maybe you're in a place of growing your private practice... I want you to know about Jennifer McGurk's resources because they are going to be a lifeline and a catalyst to business growth for you in a way that helps you to connect with the clients that are wanting your services without having to do all that crazy sleazy shit that all the other things that we get from business school. I've been within Jennifer McGurk's Pursuing Private Practice programs for years, and I highly recommend them. She's helped make business skills less scary and accessible. She also is a wealth of information and appreciates that she's not always the best one and will connect you with the resources that you need. Community is everything within Pursuing Private Practice. You'll find the the community to be collaborative, and I know you'll get so much out of it. Jennifer has put together some free resources for Love Food listeners. Head on over to pursuingprivatepractice.com slash lovefood and you can get right to them. Whenever I've been overwhelmed with business stuff, Jennifer always reminds me, take it one day at a time, Julie, just like eating disorder recovery and really just like being a human. So go on over to pursuingprivatepractice.com slash lovefood for some resources for you right now. Hey there, Love Food listener. I have a new spot on my podcast where I like to share podcasts that are up and coming that are by people who are normally underrepresented. I think it's really important for us to be able to diversify our podcast feed. And so if you are someone that has a podcast and you represent a voice that is not always lifted up, maybe you live in a black body or a queer body, a disabled body, a fat body, or maybe a a few of those combined, I would love to be able to support your podcast. Podcasts that are selected will be given 30 to 60 seconds in this spot that I'm using right now to tell you about it, and um, will be over a month. So you'll get four episodes and a 30 to 60 second ad spot. If you have a show or know one that I should be sharing on this podcast, shoot me an email at lovefoodpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And just note, only fat positive, anti-racist um, podcasts are going to be accepted. So I look forward to hearing about your podcast or the one you want to share. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I've been struggling with you for almost my entire life. When I was little, I remember watching my dad go on a diet after diet and rigidly refusing to go up a pant size. It looked so miserable, but I also wanted to be like him. I also knew from what my parents had told me, 
that I was getting fat. So when I was eight, I went on my first diet and began counting calories. Later, around age 15, I began to reject dieting and wanted to relax and eat what I wanted. This made my parents uncomfortable, and eventually they began to mandate that I diet and exercise. I began to sneak you up to my bedroom and eat you in the middle of the night. I was riddled with shame, guilt, and self-hatred. Even when I was outside of my parents' control, I carried their voices of judgment with me and continued dieting throughout most of my adult life. Now I'm 31, and I've tried so hard to redefine my relationship with you and my body. I've seen a counselor and nutritionist who come from an intuitive eating approach. I was fortunate enough to be part of a 10-week intuitive eating group, and I loved it. But a job change caused me to move away from those resources, and now I feel stuck. I'm heavier than I've ever been in my entire life, and I'm so ashamed of my body. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't even recognize myself when I look in the mirror. While the dream of being smaller is still tempting, the thought of dieting repulses me. I know dieting isn't the answer but I can't seem to get the hang of intuitive eating. I feel like I'm making zero progress on my journey to food peace. Often, I still feel like that rebellious teenager who would overeat, whether it made her feel good or not, just despite her parents. I still want to lose weight, but I know that intuitive eating isn't supposed to be about that. How do I stop the incessant desire to be smaller when it's been a part of my life for so long? I'm also feeling scared because sometimes listening to my body and choosing to stop eating when I'm full or satisfied or not eating something because my inner wisdom is telling me that I don't truly want it reminds me of the rules and restrictions I lived under for so long. Intellectually, I know that responding to my body and inner wisdom is different than dieting, but emotionally, they sometimes feel the same. Eventually, I end up still engaging in the rebellious eating, even though I'm not sure what or who I'm rebelling against. Then I feel like I've fallen off track and given up and shame takes over. I know this is a diet mentality, but I can't seem to shake it. I'm not sure how to interrupt the cycle and stop thinking of intuitive eating through the dieting lens. I want to move forward in my food and body peace journey, but I'm not sure how to get past this hurdle. I just want to find peace with you and my body, but I'm not sure what the next step should be. Love stuck in the cycle. Thank you so much, Letter Writer. I am so glad you wrote. And like I said earlier, I'm really excited for you to hear from Evelyn Triboli. And I'm so excited to talk to her because not only is she the co-author of Intuitive Eating, but she is personally responsible for me still being a dietitian because I almost wanted to quit 20 years ago because I was just so not into diets and did not think that was the way that I could help people. 
but I didn't know it other way. So thank you, Evelyn Tribbley. And let's go ahead and give Evelyn a call and hear what she has to say. Hey, Evelyn, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm so good. It's so nice to talk to you. It's, oh, it's so nice to talk to you. I really appreciate your time. It's, um, and it's an honor to talk to you. And I am so excited for this letter writer to like realize that Evelyn Tribbley, one of the co-authors of Intuitive Eating is going to be answering her letter. This is going to be so outstanding. And um, did you get a chance to read the letter? I did. And I got to tell you, when I when I read that letter, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a, a classic person I'd be seeing in my practice. So I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I can't wait to hear it. Well, so yeah. let's jump in. So what was your impression, like reading through this letter? What's your impression about what this person's going through? Well, my impression is this, is this person has a complex history. Anyone who starts dieting at the age of eight uh, and it's reinforced by, by parents, is that's a lot to undo. The other impression I have is this person is so hard on themselves because they went through a process of intuitive eating for a short time, short period of time, and they're not thinking they're making any progress. That's also really classic part of it because you want to hurry up and just be feeling better now. The other part that was really interesting to me also is she was able to really uh, be in touch with the rebellious aspects of her. And this is really promising because I can help do a lot with that energy because I view rebelliousness as, as energy that we can harness to do, do something of service for our own needs. Mm, so it's not a bad thing. No, no, no. Yeah. Embrace it. Yes. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and you know, it's so easy from the chair that I'm sitting in when people are talking about this kind of chaotic relationship with food. But when I hear that rebellious voice coming out, I'm like, let's, let's hear more. Let's lean in. What, what else are they saying? You know, this is some really yeah. important insight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page for sure. And so, you know, keeping all these things in mind that this person experienced with, um, a tumultuous kind of way of learning about their body and their relationship with food based on what their parents were doing and just getting that reinforced. And then coming to this place where she felt like she had to hide what she was eating, you know, that's right. something that I know makes it so like shamey, complicated. Um, well, what would you recommend to someone who's in this place? Who's needing some recommendations for some first steps forward, what would you, what would you suggest? Well, the, the first thing I, 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 when I was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, we gotta, we gotta operate through the lens of compassion here. It's like, look at what you've been through. And when someone is compelled to sneak because they've got parents that are really watching them, it really does riddle you with shame and guilt. And that's a lot to unpack. And so that, that's one of the things I just want you to recognize and that this is a very workable situation and you know it's funny i'm about twice the age of this uh of this person who wrote the letter and i i get this very uh, level of weariness and like an old soul and what i want her to know is that you're actually very very just new into all of this so a couple of things you know she did this 10-week um program and that's really really awesome and it sounded like she really connected and what i would say with that is that's really really encouraging and this is a good sign of what your your future is really like but it's unfortunate that you had a disruption you had a move but a 10-week period of time of working with intuitive eating is really really short when you compare it to how long this relationship 
relationship with food and body has been so fraught. So that that's one aspect. And, and the strength of recognizing that you've got this rebelliousness, I would say that is something to really start harnessing and to know that this rebelliousness comes from a place of protection. You're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to speak up or act out. Usually that's what we see is an acting out with rebellious energy. And the question we have to ask is, is this rebellious energy helping me or serving me? And I often find in these matters, uh, sometimes it's actually really not. And so we need to find a way to help um, harness it. So the thing that that was really uh, interesting to me was how, you know, I just realizing I'm assuming this reader is a woman, but as I'm reading this, I don't see any pronouns. Do you know? I can't recall. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it could be a he or her or a them mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I stand myself corrected for assuming. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so the question was, how do I interrupt of this cycle and the cycle at the heart of this currently is I feel so scared about listening to my body because sometimes there's this conflict that's happening when they're full and satisfied, but they still want to keep on eating. And then they're afraid that they are violating what reminds them of the rules of restriction because now they're going against what the body says. So one of the things I want you to know that's really, really common, it's very common for someone who's been in diet culture to somehow accidentally uh, take part of the tenets of intuitive, I shouldn't even say tenets, they're guidelines, they're not rigid rules um, for for eating, but I'm glad that you're aware of it. And so when this is coming up in ways of interrupting this cycle, I think it's important to recognize this is an opportunity for healing, it's an opportunity for reparenting, and it could be something like this, that you know what, right now my body is telling me that I'm full and that I'm satisfied, and there's a part of me that wants to stop to honor that, but there's another part of me that's angry about it. She didn't, he or she didn't, or they didn't use that, that, that term, Mm -hmm. but whatever is true. So I often speak in the language of parts. There's part of me that doesn't like this idea. And so the way that I work with that, with energy, like like going down a big old river, a rapid river of of energy, the way we work with it is we go with it. In fact, one of the things they instruct you on when you're kayaking on a, a, a river is you lean into any boulder that, that comes. And that's the last thing you probably would want to do. And so what I would suggest is let's lean into this. This is the part of you that hasn't healed. And so I I would suggest some things you can say to yourself. And that is, you know what? I can continue eating if I really want to. It is my choice. It is up to me. That's one option. You can continue in that moment. Another option is, you know, I feel conflicted. I think what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to pause and see what, how that idea sets with me. If I'm okay with that idea, I'm going to put the food away knowing full well I can have it anytime I want to. It could be five minutes from now. It could be an hour or two from now. So I want you to remind yourself that you're in charge. You're telling that, that little eight-year-old, I got you. And if you want food, I will give it to you. So that's part of what needs to happen is to remind yourself that I can have it if I want to. So another option could also be I I just want to eat this even though my body is, is saying stop. And what I would ask you to do, and this is a hard, hard step. I ask a, a lot of patients I have working with um, get into this. And I say, then let's go ahead and eat. But what I would love for you to do if you can, and if you're willing, is stay connected to the process. How is this food tasting? 
How is it feeling in my body? And then whenever you do decide to stop, for whatever reason it, it is, I'd like you to check in and ask, how do I feel right now physically? Pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? And if you feel unpleasant, I would ask you to reflect on, huh, would I choose to feel this way again? And if the answer is no, what might I do differently? And it might be maybe you'll have one less bite, maybe two less bites, or maybe you don't know and you need to have the experience again to, to figure it out. Or maybe you feel just pleasant or really neutral and you feel very um, not just satisfied, but you feel safe and maybe a little full, but maybe that actually feels good. And so the difference here is to really connect with it. Many times when I have um, patients who are rebelling or they're even going against whatever their own guidelines are, sometimes it's, it's this idea of, well, who cares? And there's, then there's this profound disconnect where you're actually missing out on the experience of the eating of the food, the possible enjoyment there and all that's going on and you miss out out on this and so part of this is you proving to yourself and that's the thing I want you to think uh, to consider the possibility you might just need to prove yourself that I can continue eating this if I want to even if I I am full and then eventually you decide how you want to feel it's up to you and you're in charge I think that's where some of the biggest healing is in this particular uh, cycle that you're in and then in terms of more resources what I'd be looking to, you know, we have the intuitive eating workbook and it's a self-paced, it's as you, you go at the pace that you want to, it's self-directed. And I'm so excited because there was a study just published using our work, workbook with um, college-aged women who had disordered eating behavior. And at the end of the study, there was quite a bit of improvement in uh, intuitive eating scores, how they felt in their bodies and how they felt with life satisfaction. I think it's really encouraging. And so it's self-paced. That might be something that appeals to you and if it doesn't then I wouldn't do it <laughs> but seriously I say this to all my patients as well the other thing I want you to know about there's also we have a free support group it's peer-to-peer -peer, and it's the intuitive eating community.org and peer-to-peer -peer means uh, these are just other people who are on the journey and it's where you you know give each other feedback and support uh, we consider it a safe space free from you know body bashing and shaming around food and that might be something you might want to check out but I think you've got a lot of positives and if I was working with you personally I think one of the other things I'd be inclined to do is to have your self-notice maybe throughout the day or at the end of the day uh, how how what 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 was going on with you that was positive around your connection with body and eating even just the fact that you can notice rebelliousness that's a positive aspect you have awareness and those types of things so I have a hunch your heart on yourself that's the feel I get from reading this letter so those are my thoughts that I have the same feeling too that there's ah. like this automatic kind of like I'm just not doing it right it's not working it's not happening fast enough and I'm listening to what you were saying and also thinking about what this letter writer was writing about there were themes that were coming up for me like how important permission to eat that unconditional yes. permission how important yes. it is and like when you were going through all those different ways to uh, be in the moment to help sit with that rebellious kind of way of reacting to food and I, I can't imagine that being, um, if, if permission's not there, it's going to mm -hmm. make it so much stickier <laughs> and harder and take more time. And it's 
I think the the lack or just not having unconditional permission to eat is like a theme that so many people I talk with struggle with. And I mean, something that I know you and I agree on is like this world doesn't have that unconditional permission to eat. So like we're swimming upstream all the time. But the other part too is how important it is to let yourself take time in this, like to pause, not rush it. And um, I have a feeling another thing you hear a lot too from clients is that why am I just not getting it? Like I've already done this, mm. done this 10 week group. Yeah. Why am I not already at gentle nutrition? Why am I not already like <laughs> balanced, you know, kind of place. And, um, this takes time because it again, really our does. world hasn't, hasn't recovered. So, um, I really appreciate that insight. Those are like, I wrote down so many different, um, steps and options and, um, I'm excited for, the letter writer to hear the, hear this, but also someone who can write. Cause that, again, that, that letter was, I picked it because I was like, this could be from so many different people. Yeah, <laughs> this is absolutely. so many people having the experience. Absolutely. So, um, and I didn't know about the peer to peer, um, community. That's a wonderful resource. I can't wait yeah. to put that. We have about 20,000 people in oh there Oh my now. goodness. So it's, is... it's, it's, it's percolating really nicely, you know? Yeah, I would say so. That's a nice percolating there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if someone wants to know more about you, where's the best place for people to go? Well, if you want to know more about me, I'd say they can go to my uh, website, uh, EvelynTribley.com. Uh, I'm if you're if you're on social media, I'm most active on Instagram, and that's at Evelyn Tribley. And then there's our our, our big website, IntuitiveEating.org, where we talk about the research that's coming up, or just giving you, you know, information and resources uh, around all things intuitive eating. There's also actually I should mention this is a directory on there for certified intuitive eating counselors. And we now have over a thousand counselors in about 24 countries. So it's really exciting to see this really going globally. You know, it is so wonderful to see it go globally for sure. And, you know, we didn't mention, but intuitive eating has a new edition out. Which edition oh is this? Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I people need to know this because it's really important. Like the changes y'all made to it. I it is was actually. really happy to see and I love it so much. So oh, thank yeah, you. Which, which edition is it? It's the fourth edition. Fourth. That's okay. the only edition now, as far as I'm concerned. And it was a humbling process to go back and realize, oh, we have really evolved and grown. And so there were statements in the older editions we would no longer stand by. So I'm, I'm really excited with, with the fourth edition. It's an update on all the research. We looked at, took a fine tooth comb and looked at any statements that were weight stigmatizing. And I'm afraid to say there were some that were in there. And it's just a, a, a much better book, I'm happy to say. So we're constantly growing and evolving. And, you know, I love this idea that we need humility, you know, we need Mm -hmm. cultural humility, we need intellectual humility. And we know we need to recognize that we all learn and grow. And if we look at something that's not really quite working well, we need to really consider that. In fact, one of our biggest changes we did in one of the principles is the principle on coping with your feelings. We changed it to say coping with your feelings with kindness that used to say cope with your feelings without using food with the idea that we want you to have a variety of tools. But what we saw, there was so much shaming that goes on around this and that there's a norm there's a there's normal to be involved in comfort eating and mm-hmm. emotional eating but when you start shaming and putting pathology around it now there's like a double healing that needs to happen and then when you combine that when someone has a history of not eating enough food intentionally through dieting or food restriction that in of itself can create the conditions where you have an intense desire to eat that's actually not emotional based it's biological based so it's a kinder approach i think i i like that i like it too and um it's like pathologizing the world instead of 
the individual. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, where it needs yeah. to go. And four happens to be my lucky number. I'm a four on the oh. Enneagram. So I love oh. the number four. So let's, the fourth edition is the one we'll work awesome. on from now on out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for your time, your compassion, your expertise. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope my conversation with Evelyn Turbley, one of the co-authors of Intuitive Eating, helps to give you some more guidance. Um, I'm really excited to be able to share this interview with you because if you are doubting that you're doing it wrong, well, Evelyn says you're not. And she invented intuitive eating with Elise Rush. So I hope you can take her word for it and mine as well. What you're struggling with is a really common part of the food peace journey. And consider that rebellious side to be informing you of something. I see that food is written back, but we do hope that you have more access to compassion and power as you're moving along. You're doing really good work. Before we get to Food's Letter, a big thank you to the Love Food Podcast sponsor, Jennifer McGurk's Pursuing Private Practice Programs for Dietitians who are anti-diet and wanting to start their own business. Head on over to pursuingprivatepractice.com slash lovefood for some resources she made just for you. If you enjoyed this episode of a Love Food Podcast, I would love it, love it, love it if you left a rating, a review, subscribed, or shared an episode. Doing any of these acts of kindness really helps the show grow. It helps more people connect with food peace, and I really appreciate it. All right, let's get to Food's Letter. But until next time, take care. Dear Stuck in the Cycle, we see your exhaustion. We have been doing all this repair work for a long time. Be compassionate and patient with your fatigue. Remember, you were not taught to trust your body and how to feel safe, so you're laying down new roads. As you travel, know there is no wrong way. Slow down when you can and be curious. Rest when you can't. Consider adding more support with other fellow food peace travelers. Most of all, keep in mind, when you feel like a rebel, you are breaking the rules of restriction, which will ultimately bring you home. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. 
Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.